0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo or at least one of them it kind of depends and probably some rando too but no complaining because this is free free this is beauty and the beta bonus audio content And welcome to the show. This week I was a guest on Sit Downs with Stan, the stream over at our friend Stan's channel. If you listen to the call in show, you'll hear from Stan frequently. I also posted Blonde's appearance on the sit down a few weeks back. If you'd like to listen to that, Stan and I talked a variety of topics from news and politics to Star Wars and Bigfoot. So if you like what you hear, and I hope that you will, check out Stan's channel linked in the description. Thanks for listening and enjoy.
1: Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to Sit Down with Stan. Tonight I have the pleasure of uh, the company of a a gentleman who, uh, for those of you that now know me through these circles, uh, finding him is how I got into this circle. Uh, I was searching, uh, about, it was August of 2016, looking for some information, uh, on the Milwaukee riots. And I came across Matt Christensen and the rest has been, he is, he used my red pill or whatever pill you want to call it. Matt is the one that brought me in. So Matt, thank you uh, for joining me today. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time out of your day.
0: Yeah. And thanks for the kind words. Happy to be yeah. here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I actually uh, when when I did first find you, I started watching back some of your previous work, and mm-hmm. I had to stop because it was making me irritated about some previous, like ah. you know, like oh god, I forgot about that. Oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: but, yeah. Uh, I uh, I have an appetite for the cringe and the enraging and all that.
1: I enjoy I, it. I, 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 you know, I, 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 do, I do now in in doses. Uh, I, I've, you know, I now that I've really, do, you know, dove in a little bit more. But I know you're you're all about the cringe, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just, uh, I, I, I remember that, uh, you know, that, that video in that time, and uh, yeah, I just. Uh, so there are days where I'm like, you know do you know do do i wish that i had my eyes closed again sometimes yeah. well that twitter
0: that milwaukee riots too people um might not remember that was one of the greatest examples of cnn fake news of all time which was the sister of Seville smith i think his name was the the guy who was shot in milwaukee by a black cop mm-hmm. he had and he was pointing a stolen firearm at the cop i believe is how that happened but then they cut to that clip of his sister saying all right, calm down. Like we, you know, don't be looting. We don't need that here in this neighborhood. That's not helpful. Cut. Cut. And if you watch the full clip of the, of the cell phone video, it was her saying, take that to the suburbs, burn their yeah, shit take, down.
1: Take, take that shit. Yeah, exactly. And, and I remember <laughs> that was like, when I was trying to get some new, I'm like, I need, I, I'm like, I need some honesty in this. And, yeah. and, and frankly, that was, you know, when I, you know, found, and I was just like, okay this guy you know he's not screaming which you know so many people do he's not yelling i'm like calm offering facts so yeah i was uh that that i mean it's something that you know i mean it's no no mystery to anyone that follows you that they really appreciate that from you but yeah i remember that vividly it's it's it was the you know kind of the almost the the start of some of the fake news stuff where it's like hey we've got a narrative let's cut this off. Yeah. And
0: and And that example was so egregious too. As somebody who I try my best to assemble facts and to get things right. And I I try to, I really do believe most people are trying to get it right. Most of the time, at least that's what I hope. But this is one such example where there's no, there's no whoopsie. I cut the clip right there. Sometimes it's a fine art to edit clips. Of course I have to do it for our podcast or for my own stuff all the time. You're working with finite time. You got to get, the important information conveyed as quickly as possible without mischaracterizing what it is that you're presenting.
1: There's no, no way a, a crucial piece right. of the statement, you know, from a, you know, calling for peace among people to no that's right. That's what they said. to Move the rioting yeah. to another area. That's
0: right. I forgot. I, they said that the sister calling for peace. That's what the yes, narrator what said in that story. And then yeah, it's, it's like, like
1: like no, except for the part not... where she said to
0: burn their houses down
1: exactly exactly, yeah. yeah, that was that that was uh yeah, that was I just, yeah, that whole th- thing, and then all you know it it just became uh, yeah, that was my uh I shall I say, and I mean, I had already really over the Obama years, had gotten kind of just for the. That type of, to me, that type of coverage, you know, and, you know, if you really think about it, it's almost, you know, whatever one says about Fox with, you know, Trump. I mean, it's it's the, the narrative is flipped. You know, they used to hammer Obama about everything and CNN and MSNB love them. Now they yeah. flip the, the script, you know, so neither one of them is, you know, and they both are like, oh, we're, you know, we have no buy. Well, yeah, you do, you know, just. And no, I actually
0: don't even I don't even have a problem with the bias and I don't have a problem with adversarial media. I think it's actually important. I don't have a problem with the angle at which CNN is is coming. I think we do need uh, strong, critical media against every presidential administration, Trump included. What's worrisome is the, the degree to which you'll go to manufacture things that just aren't true, which we've seen in that case and many others. Uh, and, and I think, and the degree to which you, you lie about your ankle. I mean, to this yeah. day, uh, you can listen to Don Lemon and Brooke Baldwin and all these people, they, they claim they are an impartial news source regularly. They actually believe that to be true.
1: I, you know, and I, and what I find, especially you know, when it comes, I mean, really CNN, it, it, you know, part of. You know, and I I think we've kind of seen this, you know, this kind of discussion with Lauren Southern, part of being a journalist is not making yourself part of the story. And I feel like, like, especially Acosta, like he goes out of his way to try, like, you know, when he wasn't called on for like three press conferences in a row and he calls himself courageous for it, for showing up to work. It's like you know, and then there was, I saw a tweet or an article recently about, you know, him and then a couple other, how, you know, you know, doing the whole, you know, cross-arm pose of, you know, the the combative (laughs) nature of this. And it's like, are you freaking serious? I'm just,
0: I'm glad that you referenced cross-armed professional photography. I was having a discussion the other day and I, and I realized this, it's like, once you have had a photo of yourself in that cross-armed <laughs> pose, that's yes. how you know you've actually made it, like a professional photo. And I thought, well, I haven't made it yet because I've never had a professional cross-armed photo cross-arm, taken of me. Just Every scary. book cover, you know, like I, I, was, I was Google searching. I found like Ann Coulter, Tommy Laren, I think Lauren Southern has one. Um, I even looked Bill Maher even had one. Ben Shapiro, of course. <laughs> it all started because I went to preparewithben.com, of course prepare okay. with ben.com okay. and four weeks of food you know and there he is cross-armed cross looking all yeah, serious and i thought wow that's that's that, the mark yeah, of a successful that's, man that's
1: the pose you yeah know? That's, so
0: that, once i get there i'll know i've made it
1: yeah exactly once you have that 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 pose out there yeah. um so so just to kind of uh take a complete left turn i went and saw um uh, over the weekend i went and saw the new avengers movie and hmm. while i'm in the theater no thought of you twice no. Yes. Well, you I was gonna say, it's, it's going to say it's it's clearly
0: because it, you didn't think of me because of the movie because I have not seen no. any movie, but I know where no. you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. To lead off and at the end, people applauded, and I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, okay, now I get it. I get it. Why Matt? Isn't I mean, it annoying? The screen was off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay. You people are why. I like okay I get it now I'm like you You all are you know it's like you're applauding and who are you applauding the girl waiting to sweep up the, the theater when we're done
0: yeah the guy pressing play I don't know I don't know as and I've always I got thought. I you know I'm actually surprised the degree to which people defend this and I can't I think maybe half of them are sincere half of them are just kind of trolls trying to get me trying to uh, point out an inconsistency for me because I will admit in a like, I will admit that I reacted outwardly, like in that Vikings playoff game where they won last second yeah. touchdown. And they, they, you know, people trying to tell me I'm a hypocrite for that. Oh, well, why would you jump up and down and clap? The, the performers can't hear. Fair point. Fair point. That's true.
1: Fair it's- point, but it's also a spontaneous reaction to it in a moment. You know, it's it's not like once the game was over, the, you know, they did all the interviews and you're like, oh, yes, yes, congratulations. Good job. Guys. Way to go. You know, it was a moment of excitement and, you know, you got the emotion and you jumped up and clapped.
0: Yeah, maybe you know? it's just that I don't understand because I think the movie clap defenders would say the same thing. Like the most clapping I've heard was at what was the most recent Jurassic Park that came out like two summers ago with Chris Jurassic Pratt? Yeah, yeah, that one had a ton in it. And I just hated that movie, so I couldn't understand why they were clapping. But then um, Star Wars The Last Jedi, when I went and saw it in December, also had a ton of clapping. And without, I don't know, I I don't know who's seen it and who's not. So I don't want to spoil plot points in that movie for people. But there were certain significant plot developments where people were clapping. I just, I can't explain what's different to me about a sports moment on TV than a character dying or something in a movie.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: I don't know that I have a good justification for it. That's why I have to say that the critics kind of have me on the, uh, they have a yeah, point on me say, on the sports thing, even though to me they're different emotional experiences. I don't, yeah. I mean, I think it's just because I'm more emotionally invested in that football team than I am in star Wars, even though I like star Wars a lot, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah in fact, I, uh, I actually just purchased and, and rewatched, uh, the new star Wars. I bought the DVD and watched it over the weekend. And I, I, I still don't get the, the, the hate. on on that movie i
0: you don't get the hate on the last jedi
1: yeah i don't get it
0: so you liked it
1: oh yeah very much really
0: okay (laughs) uh well you know you want to go down this road
1: (laughs) yeah let's go i mean yeah Uh, I mean, this was part of i mean i you know uh, you you don't get to talk you know star wars with 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 blonde so uh,
0: i know yeah i should i should take um this opportunity so i i was actually entertained um, and now I'll kind of have to spoil for your audience, but everybody's seen this stupid movie, yeah, so yeah. you know, spoiler, spoiler alert, or whatever. Spoiler alert. From. Yeah. Um, oh, I was entertained at the theater. I overall enjoyed, and when I walked out, I thought, "Oh, that wasn't quite as bad as I worried." But then over time, I read some things people were saying. I thought about it more, and some things really bugged me. Uh, the The biggest general thing that bugged me was the fact that the First Order is a, a white monolith and the <laughs> the Resistance is a diversity coalition. That's not an accident. No. Uh, that's That was annoying. There were several plot points that were annoying. Like, the whole Casino Planet trip was just entirely pointless. It seemed only to be there to develop this, like, um, this like stupid romance between Finn and, and what's her face? You know, and then, and, 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 and
1: then, you know, rich people are warmongers.
0: And, and, yeah. Yeah. And that, and then of course, Finn has this great opportunity to die as a hero to sacrifice himself, but she swoops in, stops him and then delivers the most cringy line The Star Wars franchise is no stranger to cringy lines, especially cringy romance lines. But that line she delivers of, we're not going to win this war by killing what we hate. We're going to win it by saving what we love. Meanwhile, the entire First Order's fleet of um, AT-ATs or whatever they have is just staring them down in an open field, not shooting them for some inexplicable reason, and then they appear, and then later Finn appears with her. I can't even remember her name. That's how forgettable of a character she was. Yeah. Finn appears with her back in the Resistance base. How the hell did they get there?
1: I, I, that, that is one thing that I will admit. I, I I When I was watching that, I'm like, okay, so they're right there. They're shooting everybody. They can clearly see them alive. Yeah. And then suddenly he's dragging her. Like, So not only are they incredibly far out yeah but he gets back there before the first order on foot and it, it's hard her. to judge
0: in the scene but it seemed like there's possibly like a mile maybe or like they're, oh, they're out see. there a long way
1: yeah you gotta figure the speed that they're heading essentially straight out
0: yeah I, I mean, and that scene lasts a long time that scene lasts like a minute as they're yeah, charging out I, there I,
1: I i agree i i actually do i was talking with a friend i find the finn character completely worthless employment. he's pretty
0: forgettable unfortunately he, yeah he
1: is now, he is the most un exceptional character that yeah. I, i'm supposed to like and i'm like i i don't you're 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 whiny you're you know you're always wanting to run away and you are way too fascinated with ray well
0: way i am a big fascinated. daisy ridley guy and i i, I like oh, yeah. uh, oh. i like ray and daisy ridley overall uh, one thing that frustrates frustrates me about the new the new ones um uh force awakens and the last jedi i get it that they have to have some kind of throwback plot points to just you know, stir up that nostalgia factor a little bit to me they're a little too safe i mean the force awakens is is largely a recreation of a new hope i think we see a lot oh, yeah. of recurring plot points in the last jedi like the whole trip to luke's um to Luke's planet for Ray is a recreation of, of Luke himself Oh, absolutely. going to absolutely. Dagobah with Yoda, but it follows this, the same kind of frustrating, shallow writing where, you know, you show up and say, Hey, I need to learn the ways of the force to save the galaxy. No way. I'll never teach you the ways of the force. And then five seconds later, okay, I thought about it and I'll teach you the ways of the force. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Can we just script this a little bit better or add something to it?
1: Yeah. I actually was thinking about that from, from with, with seven, you know, the, the, you know the mirroring of, of the original Star Wars. Okay, you've got a, a desert planet and, and a girl, you know, scraping by, yeah, who then gets picked up and taken to a shady bar, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to meet, you know, some someone that's going to transport them. Yeah. And then in the end, she has her mentor killed by the bad guy, yeah. You know, it's like, wow, I, I didn't, I, I never really realized that, but I'm like, wow, it was literally act one, act two, act like the same, just plugging in different characters, yeah. you know, though I will say Han Solo dying, a uh, spoiler, whatever you people by now. Yeah. I think that, I think that was a more emotional, like, because he's been around for a while. It's not like, you know, Ben Kenobi, who'd been, you know, you'd seen him for 45 minutes. So it yeah. wasn't like he had really had time to develop any kind of a relationship to him. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, of course I, I have to also, you know, admit i i mean i saw the original three star wars in the theaters when they were first released okay yeah. so you know so i mean i have a it, i mean when the music plays and the star wars logo i'm like okay i'm in whatever yeah the whatever nostalgia next, I'm in. yeah the nostalgia i agree
0: it's gonna take yeah. star wars is gonna have to stray a long way before i jump ship um I worry that it's trending that way, but I still am going to give it an incredibly long leash. A couple points of praise that I can say for sure about the last Jedi. This um, Kylo Ren's character developed nicely from, from uh, the, from the first one um, from force awakens. I really hated him in force awakens. That moment when he took off his mask was the most unsatisfying thing ever. Like I thought he was a cool villain. He takes off the mask. It's like, all right, friend of mine called him Darth Samberg, like because he looked like Andy Sandberg. <laughs> All right, Darth Samberg, put your mask back on. We want you to be scary.
1: Yeah, um, you're, you're you're way too pretty to be some sort of yeah. you know but guy the, under the mask who's hiding his hideousness.
0: The dynamic between Kylo and Rey was nice in this movie. I like the quote unquote Skype scenes; uh, those were yeah. interesting. The fight scene in the throne room was awesome. I wasn't particularly satisfied cool. with Sno- with um, Snoke's death. But, you know, whatever. But the fight scene was was super cool. One of the coolest Star Wars scenes ever. I just, uh, I know it was Shapiro's point, and I kind of agree. I wish they could have used that as an opportunity to create, like, an interesting alliance between Kylo and Rey or some sort of new Star Wars plot point as opposed to just here's the good guy, here's the bad guy. If you could actually create some mystery about who the good guy and the bad guy is here, that would stir yeah, up the, the star that. Wars recipe in a way that might be kind of fun. I'm a little bit bored with staying too safe to the formula. I'd like to see them take a few risks.
1: Yeah. Especially when, you know, when, when, you know, Luke first started training her and, you know, she saw that darkness, you know, and he said, you didn't even hesitate. You went towards it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so, so you're, pl- you know, so you're planning storywise, you're planning a seed, of of her with the darkness, but seemingly now just toss it aside. You know. Yeah, like, you I, I think that'd be something. such a
0: cool pl- a point to see somebody who you don't expect to get twisted get twisted or something like that, or somebody who you don't expect to be redeemed be redeemed. Right. I mean, we kind of saw in the in the prequel trilogies we got to see the twisting of Vader, Anakin Skywalker into Vader, but that was expected. Everybody knew that was going to happen. Right. That, that It'd was, be nice that, to have yeah, that, it. You know. I mean, it's risky because if you twist Ray and people don't like it, obviously that can crash and burn. But I think, it, I think it would be, I don't know, I uh, just, yeah, it'd, it'd, be if, you know, it'd be something if, new if to chase. It'd be something new to try. It was,
1: you know, her, you know, taking that, and then you know, you know, him saying, "Let's go," and she's like, you know, and then she, you know, takes the, yeah, uh, the mantle of Snoke. Yeah. So, so what are your? And granted, it's not out yet. Uh, are you planning on seeing the solo? Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll go see it. Um, and and I'm interested, I'm actually most interested to see Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian.
1: Yeah. I'll say that, that character, I don't know, just that, that solo character, you know, from, from Harrison Ford, you got a lot of charisma to make up for dude.
0: That's true. Um, Yeah.
1: Now Donald Glover in, you know, we know his work, like he can take the, you know, he he he's got the charisma. So him yeah, yeah. I, you know, for Lando, I'm not worried about about him necessarily. And of course, you know, Chewbacca apparently is, you know, he's 150 years old. Yeah. So, you know, he can You've, be forever, but.
0: you ever watch Donald Glover's old YouTube stuff under Derek Comedy? No. That's really how he, oh, yes. he rose to fame was a YouTube sketch comedy. My oh, okay. God is some of this stuff the funniest stuff to this really? day it oh yeah oh yeah uh Derek comedy they were all they were uploaded in like you know 2005 2006 2007 like early early youtube days and it's hard for me to give them justice just by describing them all i can say is that it is fantastically done sketch comedy from a group of like they must have been 18 19 20 at the time something like that okay. group of young guys just incredibly funny weird Plots, uh, incredibly funny scripting concept. I, I can't praise it enough, but, you know, if people. Yeah, I'll
1: definitely check it out because, as yeah. you know, I mean, comedy needs.
0: No, uh... oh, it was edgy, too. Like it was it had a lot of. Racial or politically incorrect themes, uh, offensive themes, th- themes that would not be monetized on YouTube today, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, that, you know, and, and that's kind of something interesting that, you know, when you think about you know, comedy and, you know, entertainment. And you'd even, you know, mention of a star Wars with the, you know, going, you know, where this new, the first orders all the white people and all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, there, it used to be a day when comedy and musicians and entertainment was always counterculture to whatever was politically right. Like they would always kind of push back against it. And now they seem to be more satisfied to just, go with it. Like, yeah, we can't be a fun. We can't, we can't offend people in, a, in, in an attempt to be funny. You know, that, that chick from this weekend, I, I can't even remember her name. Uh, it's, uh, from the white house correspondence dinner.
0: Oh, uh, Michelle Wolf,
1: Michelle Wolf, who, by yeah. the way, might be someone you don't know, but she sounds like Fran Drescher. I was kind of
0: thinking the same thing. It's Fran Drescher mixed with, it's not quite as.
1: Yeah. No, that is Fran
0: as, as, to as me, but...
1: but it's, it's, it's Fran Drescher light. It's got that little bit of a, but apparently I was, so they said she's 32. She only got into comedy when she was 30. So she's huh, only well, she's
0: advanced quickly then. Good for her. I,
1: mean, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean more, you know, whatever happens, happens. I mean, I didn't find most of her stuff, whether it was, you know, even like the Anderson Cooper joke, like I didn't find any of it funny. You I know, still I,
0: like John pedophile Nazi doctor. That's the one that I thought was that, kind that of was, all right. That one was
1: all right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that one, but, I mean, but, you know, with, I mean, that, that's a, I felt like that was, you know, shot or, you know, that was, that was it. You know, the rest was yeah. just, just un, unfunny in my opinion. Um, And apparently a lot of people. Now, am I, am I, was I offended by any of it? No. I mean, whatever. You, you you're trying to be funny, you know, though, you know, you all seem to set the rules on what you know yeah cannot joke about i mean you know they they got a a rodeo clown fired for wearing an obama mask you know yeah that's right i forgot about that wow you know so it's like okay even though this clown had warned every other president yeah the same
0: thing now that's that's the that's the pitfall is because i've spent the last year plus Really fighting back against people on the left who want to police comedy and say what types of jokes are okay morally and okay um, from an ethical perspective is just something I don't really believe in. I think there are jokes that are to your taste and jokes that aren't. And if there aren't, if this joke is not to your taste, then you say, hmm, not for me. Guess I won't watch. That's really the philosophy under which I operate. So. I try to maintain that same perspective with people like Michelle Wolf. I know there was the controversy around her abortion joke and whether she treated Sarah Huckabee Sanders well or not. You know, I don't know what you're going to expect if you're Sarah Huckabee Sanders showing up to the to the to the event. You're going to get roasted. Now, now, for I think it's fair game to criticize the quality of the jokes. Like, did you find them funny or not? The only thing I try to avoid is that is that moral policing. Like, is Michelle Wolf? A, a morally bad person for the jokes that she made. Well, if, if so, then we end up in a lot of trouble with how we evaluate president Trump and other people who say mm-hmm. equally ethically questionable things. I would rather just let people say things in terms of jokes or in terms of things they believe to be true. And we can say, well, that's to my taste or it isn't, I'll consume this or I won't. But this, this moral judging around words, I, I really try to yeah, steer I mean, clear of. In-
1: in light of the, you know, the Count Dankula thing. It's like, okay, you know, we want to protect, you know, you didn't find it funny? Fine. You know, same vein. It's like, you know, people want, you know, you want the free speech. Well, she's exercising free speech. If you don't like it, this used to be what people, when conservatives used to be, you know, more, you know, consider the uptight, you don't like it, turn it off. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the truth. You don't like, you don't have to, but I feel like people yeah, it's, hate watch things. like know, it's so strange.
0: It's such a strange urge to me. This, like the David Hogg boycott with Laura Ingram and, all, and, and just people, I guess the reaction to something you don't like, like my reaction to stuff I don't like on YouTube or Netflix or music or radio, whatever. If I listen to something and I think mm, this sucks, I do what you said, what you described. I turn it off. I turn it off. Find something that's more to my taste. I've never yeah. had the urge to say, no, no, no. I'm going to try to get this off of its broadcast off the air so that no one else can consume it either. I, I've never I, had that urge. I don't understand that. That's beyond me.
1: I, I I don't either. I you know, and you know, I mean, obviously, you know, having gone through a time when TV and movies and stuff, you know, was a lot edgier than Mm -hmm. it was you know even now it's like I put a video on if it's like okay two three minutes eh, not for me next one you know move on you know okay I won't subscribe you know it's it's like obvious like unpopular opinion I I, Owen Benjamin's hit and miss with me Hmm. and that's just and that's just me I mean some of the stuff some of the stuff not but you know what I'm like I'm not like oh I don't like any of his stuff he needs to be no he obviously there's people same thing with this show Rick and Morty I don't find it funny
0: yeah I feel the same way about South Park like it's i don't yeah. I don't understand it I feel like I'm the only it's, person that's like eh, it's all right I guess part yeah. of the thing with South Park for me was there's was a kid I went to school with who wore the who's the character who wears the little like blue and red beanie in South Park <laughs> Is that Cartman? That's Stan.
1: It's Stan. Stan. No, no, the the main character. The the,
0: the the the, little fat kid with the little blue... Yeah, yeah, Cartman. Cartman. Like the the main South South Park guy. The 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 main South Park guy, yeah. Yeah, Uh, Which I know, you know, I can't wait to be crucified by people for not knowing the South Park characters. But yes. If they don't know you
1: by now and you (laughs) lack knowledge for, you know, TV and movies. Yeah.
0: So... Anyway, this kid, this like, this 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 kid who was, you know, basically a bully in school always wore that damn hat. Like, he had that hat. Oh, okay. And so even before I ever watched South Park, I just... Asso- and he would speak in that stupid voice. Oh. So he basically was a South Park character in real life before I had even seen the show. And my ability to enjoy the show was always ruined because of an association There's with happened somebody happened. I just hated.
1: No, that's... Yeah. I, I mean that's that's legitimate I, you know I, I i get it but but still it's like okay you know that was a you know essentially a negative experience but you're not like i want this shut down you're like no click no of course down. not yeah there's no, all kinds I mean, of
0: stuff out there where it's like I, I can't imagine how anyone would enjoy this i was saying it last night on the stream and i f- same thing with most late night comedy these days especially trevor Noah. as i was saying yeah. i i can't oh. I can't believe people in the millions tune into that and have a good time watching it, but they do so good for them. I'm not going to try to stop them. I'm not going to try to shut it down.
1: Right. Literally. I agree with you. Uh, Unfunny on the level of like current Amy Schumer. Like I just, I'm like, I'm like, I've seen deadpan humor and there is plenty of hysterical deadpan humor.
0: Is that what he's going for? I can't tell. His delivery is so weird to me and just, the writing's I, not I, good I, either, but the delivery no. isn't good to me either. None of it's good. I mean,
1: you know, say what you will, but you know, from John Stewart to that guy, yeah, I mean, that is a colossal drop
0: off. John Stewart I mean, really I, had some understanding about people of differing perspectives too. You can go look up John Stewart a year or two ago talking about Trump, and I think it's clear that he's not a Trump fan, but it, but it's clear that he has an understanding about why people voted for trump why they identify with trump why they understand trump it, he he talked about it very candidly in a way that was not morally judgmental it was a simple like right. you know it's probably it, it was simply him saying something to the effect of i don't really agree with this but i can understand where people are coming from in that perspective. We've really lost that. We've really lost that ability to perceive a situation from somebody else's perspective. But beyond that, the ability to allow somebody to disagree with you without morally judging them, that's really tragic. And that's, um, that, that can be culturally catastrophic. I really worry about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've told you, you know, about, I've got a couple of friends up in Massachusetts and, you know, full, full Trump derangement, you know, talking about, you know, how you know they're all machine guns, talking about how they haven't spent one dime on the rest of their investigation. Literally, these are quotes. Okay. Wait, wait
0: explain those again. What are what do you mean when they say they're all machine guns? What does that no, mean? No,
1: when, when during after the Parkland shooting, they were talking about. Uh, he was saying, "Oh, you know, you know, those Republicans they let they let the machine guns be able to be bought." Oh, again. Okay. I'm like, okay, they aren't machine guns.
0: Ah, as in assault I'm weapons. Like, yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm gotcha. like, okay, I'm. That's you know, why I'm, they call it something like that is to confuse people in that way. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: then you know, then he's you know a couple of weeks ago he's complaining about. They haven't spent one goddamn dime on this Russia. I'm like,
0: what the budget for the Mueller investigation's got to be public, right? Yeah, or at least we have some idea. Some but, idea of what know, it is. It's got to be in the millions of dollars.
1: Yeah. So so he says that, but you know, I have a friend, another friend, who lives in Kansas City. I mean, straight in Trump territory. Yeah. Voted Trump, who is, you know, he's middle America and has you know, he's kind of taken some grief for it. It's like, hmm. now granted it's not to the thing where we're unfriending. We do, you know, but it's like, I, I know that he kind of feels uncomfortable and I always do whenever you know, we get together. I'm like, please, I don't want to talk politics. I'm on playing a game with you guys to not pot. Talk
0: That's the worst. I know I've talked to you about that before. I've, I've lost friends or had friends become distant because of politics. It's in a couple occasions I've explicitly said, Listen, I don't want to talk politics unless you really want to because I know that it becomes toxic. And then they sign up to talk politics and then they get mad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, (laughs) a a, a friend of mine lives in in Japan. Yeah. He's from England. You know, I mean, I feel like saying, You're going to judge me with Sadiq Khan and all this shit going on there. You know, you know, but it's like, I'm like, guys, you know how wound up I get. I'm like, do I like all of what Trump does? No. But to to paint him as this just blanket, everything he does is evil, is patently untrue. You know? And well, they
0: it's yeah, They they approach the world. This is what happens when you're consumed by hatred for a person or a thing. They approach the world from a perspective of, Trump did it so it must be bad. Let me figure out how it's bad. As opposed to, looking at something and saying here's what trump did let's evaluate it uh, on its own right. standing according to the principles under which we operate or the values we uphold and let's see if we think it's good or bad it doesn't matter what he does the classic example people you know, say is he could cure cancer or you know people you yeah, hate could yeah. cure cancer you'd still say that it's a bad thing somehow you'd twist it you'd spin it well, yeah, to make yeah, yourself I, believe I, that I it's harmful
1: that by by saying yeah he cured cancer people would bitch because he didn't cure AIDS right so he's homophobic yeah, yeah. you know so, so and, that's
0: And there was a certain to be to be fair, there was a certain degree of that against Obama, too. I'm not saying that 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 wasn't justified to some extent. I just I I want to be wary of that type of thinking, regardless of who it is. You know, we shouldn't think of of an idea as bad because of the person from whom it came. We should think about ideas on the basis of their merits. And it's classic example of evaluate the message, not the messenger.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and of course, you know, the, with that, okay, if you don't like the men, especially, you know, Trump's Twitter, yes, a lot of his messages can be, you know, divisive, we'll say, you know. Yeah, they're fun, though. They, they, I, I, this I know, is well, this you, such a you, fun presidency. You just can't, yeah. you can't get enough, you, you, yeah. you, which is fine. I just, you know, and, and, and I will say that was something that Michelle Wolf did, did nail <laughs> Uh, in her thing was saying you all love him he is great for your business you're selling books yeah. you're so sell- it's like don't tell me how much you hate him because he is bringing you yeah. people
0: yeah what's the what's the saying is you know it's not hate hate is not the opposite of love apathy is like if they mm-hmm. if they really didn't like trump they didn't care about Trump. you just be apathetic and say ah eh. I, I'm yeah. going to move on and not do anything with my life. Now, it's, it's so interesting, too. When you look at Trump, the classic example people say is, well, how can they believe simultaneously that he's a Nazi dictator and want to give them uh, their guns at the same time? You know, why would yeah. why would you want this much? I guess what I wish I could get through to these people on is. You hate Trump. You really worry about a lot of power being invested in him. Wouldn't it be great if the power of the president was mostly inconsequential? like if the role of the president had very little impact on your day-to-day life, wouldn't that be great? So that when people like Trump get into office, you go, eh, I don't care. Cause that doesn't really affect my day-to-day life. Instead, they want all this executive power, all this federal power, but then they still bitch when someone they don't like gets into that power. Well, you'd be better off setting up a structure by which there's minimal federal power at all. And then you never have to bitch whether you like the guy or you don't, that would be a better solution.
1: Yeah. But but we, we, we well know that there are people who thrive on wanting to complain about stuff. Like no, it, of course. It's yeah. Like this is their... You're
0: kind of looking at one, maybe. <laughs> it's <kind>
1: well, of... <laughs> yeah, but see, no, I mean, but see, for, I, I mean, and, my, and I have my moments too, but I, I mean, yeah. to you, I think the only, I think you and I are similar in the fact of what, to me, what frustrates the the hell out of me is the inconsistencies, yeah. you know, of applying, you know, rule a to this group, but not this group and vice versa. That's yep. that, that, that irritates the.
0: That's my main frustration with the current left. If you can just maintain consistent values, consistent principles, consistent philosophies, and explain to me, here's basically a set of rules through which I view the world and, and through which I expect the world to operate i'll I'll have some respect and understanding for you as far yeah. um even if I don't agree with the rules or the principles you're explaining th- these days i can i i'm not um I'm not exaggerating I can't understand the rules under which they operate I don't think there are rules it's they, just they, well, they feelings I mean, they, it's, decide it's, the it's, outcome it's, in any it, given case
1: it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a flowing wheel i mean yeah. it's the rules just i mean you even you know when you played that clip of Don Lemon like literally they'd said something three, you know, 30 seconds previously and then denied saying it, Yeah, you know, that's not about that. It's, yeah. it's, you know, that's, you know, that's the inconsistency. And of course, you know, any discussion of taking away rights, you know, that's, that's where I think we, you know, get a little crazy. Yeah. Now, one thing, of course, a conversation with Matt would not be complete if we did not mention Bigfoot. Sure. Um, so I want it now, I guess, you know, you you know it's in your you know the photos and everything so i, I guess i do you believe bigfoot exists uh no
0: no not not really okay. do i want him to be real yeah okay but, so like
1: because you had mentioned the patterson gimlin film yeah in, in the past I, and we've uh, we talked about that and god
0: well i was going to say the, the whole thing with bigfoot is um Bigfoot is cool to me. One because I think it's like the 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 coolest um, like crypto animal or whatever. But the okay. reason that it's that it's the coolest is because it um, it's cross cultural. What I love about Bigfoot is you can find legends of Bigfoot like creatures, whether it's Native American, European. Mm-hmm. I think there's African, even Asian, oh, yeah. like it, it's cross-cultural. It's like an ape man is a cross-cultural thing. And I think that's pretty fascinating. Not to mention, I find some of the legends of it to be pretty interesting, particularly the um, the Russian Yeti in the 1950s, the one um, where the, these Russian students went into the Ural Mountains okay. uh, and got lost and died these gruesome, brutal deaths. And nobody really knows what happens to them. But one of the theories is that Bigfoot attacked them. Is that uh, the
1: one where they were like they were missing their clothes? Yeah, yeah. And there's them, a
0: photo yeah. that emerged from it that that looks kind of like a bigfoot peering at you in the woods. Okay. Uh, so I, without explaining that whole story, it's something that, that's interesting to look into. If there was a whole Discovery Channel special on it called Russian Yeti, so you know that it's definitely legit. And they actually <laughs> went and searched uh, in in the Ural Mountains for the Russian Yeti. The other thing I like about Bigfoot though is that I think it's a useful um argument or intellectual mechanism that is to say if your argument could be used if you could sub in bigfoot for whatever it is that you're arguing for might not be the greatest argument you know what i mean a lot of times we see people taking things as as true without direct evidence or solid reasoning to support it and that's that's why i've kind of subbed in bigfoot to illustrate that this is not this is not particularly well-founded you don't have direct evidence you don't have solid reasoning i can use this to make a case for bigfoot in which case you would say that's insane and say why it's just you're subbing in two different ideas which are equally um, unsubstantiated all
1: yeah no that's that's kind of why i like that's,
0: that's why i like it you know
1: yeah no i i i i think you know i you know i i find with any kind of with anything like this i think you know having that critical thought but i think also it's important to you know like you said because there is such a <laughs> over you know yeah over the world you know it's not like okay you know nessie where it's this one particular area you know this is over the world over time you know you know not everyone is hoaxing not everyone is crazy okay yeah. maybe maybe they're you know but you're right you know i mean some of the of course you know one of the you know, the biggest, some of the biggest, you know, criticism is, well, we've never found a body. Well, if your criticism is I've never found anything in the forest, you know, why would you not, why would the forest floor not be littered with dead animals? You know, everything dies in the forest. It's just, it, has to you know usually yeah then it goes you know and if these you know these creatures did have some intelligence they wouldn't just oh he died okay let's just wander off you know they They bury
0: their dead man they would
1: bury their dead you know so
0: i have this weird strange desire too i think a lot of people probably do but wouldn't it be cool to see something that no human has ever seen before i think about stuff like that all the time bigfoot would be one example the other thing i used to think about when i was younger is this this sounds like some like drug trip nonsense and it wasn't because i wasn't I wasn't a drug consuming <laughs> kid but like try to imagine a color that has never been seen before like what if you saw a color that no one's ever seen or something and, and stuff yeah. like that you know what i mean like just imagining things that could exist that nobody's ever seen before what if you were the first to see it that would be really cool bigfoot's one Absolutely. example you know absolutely colors that have never been identified never, be another yeah another, another, yeah, you yeah. Know,
1: another, another interesting theory i've heard for postulated from big about bigfoots is the reason why people sometimes can't find them is because they are actually on ufos so ah, sure there's a ufo sighting the the, the know the occupants of the ufo are actually bigfoots yeah so that's why people only see them you know occasionally because then they just and there does seem to be some correlation of sighting of a ufo followed by oh is there yeah Uh, at least in a few uh, you know in in, in a decent number of
0: it also correlates with hoax hate sighting or you know swastikas uh yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: uh, got the, the bigfoot the the ufo and you know an actual swastika
0: yeah a a, a backwards one poorly done yeah 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 um i and i tend to believe that um i tend to believe that aliens are almost a statistical guarantee whether whether or not we'll ever be able to to find them but I, i think about that stuff like the way it was explained to me that i found the most useful was by my high school physics professor and he said um we were talking about aliens one time when i was like a senior in high school so this would have been like 10 years ago 10 11 12 years ago and I said, uh, or he said, we're talking about aliens, and I wasn't sure about the the prospect of them. And he said, well, imagine um imagine the universe as we understand it and every planet as a lottery ticket. Now, if you have an individual lottery ticket, of course, likelihood of you winning is very, very low. And the lottery, as we understand it, is is a finite group of combinations of numbers, tickets, so to speak. Uh now what would happen if you had it, when he asked me at the time well how big is how big is space as we understand it? We don't we don't understand how big it is so theoretically right. infinite, I guess so well yeah, so so think about an infinite supply of lottery tickets probably gotta be one winner in there at some point right. um yeah. and th- th- I've always kind of thought about it in those terms ever since th- the likelihood that we'll ever see them, I don't know I kinda Man, I don't know. I've just how cool would it be to be a part of the human generation that makes contact with alien life? How crazy uh, yeah, cool I would mean, that, that be?
1: Yeah, I mean that that that's one. You know, when you talk about, I mean, when you talk about something like that's mine, you know, like mm. I, I I mean I don't think I'll see it in my life, but you know, I mean, you know, could you imagine just you know having that, you know. Independence Day or being grabbed yeah what
0: would I you do you know would that. you try to talk to him or you will Smith punch him in the face
1: you know I mean that's what it's like I, I can't even fathom you know that kind of a thing but you know that rationale is 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 absolutely right it's like you know there are you know stars with what we would consider habitable plants that are a million years older than ours yeah and it's and, like, and also you imagine a, a civilization that had a million years had started on what we are could you imagine yeah. where we are in a million years
0: And we also sort of assume the likelihood of life based on how our life has evolved. Right. You know, all life on Earth is basically evolved from the same, in theory, from the same single cell, the same general tree. What if we had an entirely different tree from which life had evolved, an entirely different basis for life? I need somebody smarter on these issues than me to explain it. But as I understand it, we're a carbon-based life form, right? if We had like silicon-based life forms. Elsewhere, yeah, we just don't that, know. That's
1: another thing I think about. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, we the possibilities we make, for
0: life are broader than we right. Think. We yeah. make
1: assumptions based on our experiences, well, yeah. We, I mean, there could be people that live in lava for all we know, they, yeah. you know. I mean, you, you we have no idea. <laughs> do you think I mean, that really? their
0: kids do you think that their kids set up the furniture furniture and say the couch is air, don't touch it, <laughs> <laughs> or the floor is air?
1: The floor is air, don't yeah, touch it. yeah. How
0: crazy would that be?
1: Uh, but yeah, so, uh. Thank you. This is it's about the time. I, I sure. really appreciate you uh, joining me. It was a, a very quick, uh, as, as expected, you know, uh, great conversation. Uh, where can people, I mean, you say this a dozen, you know, all the time, Yeah. But, where can people find you?
0: The best way is just to uh, Google my name because my name's long. It's not hard to type in my name to a million things. But um, if you want to find me on Twitter, actually, it's linked all from there. So it's at ML Christensen. Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S-E-N. Christian, like the religion, S-E-N. Or if you just type my name into the Google machine, Matt Christensen, Google. you'll find me. Yes. Yeah.
1: And we will have those all of his links for how you can find him, how you can support him. I would recommend it. Matt's patron group hangouts are a great time it's a lot of fun with yeah yeah i've been been a lot of friends of people yeah um which and they're growing all the time so uh yeah i that's
0: true get in while you can
1: get in while you can they're filling (laughs) up folks (laughs) (laughs) so uh thank you all again uh have a great night and we'll talk to you all again soon thank you matt i really appreciate your
0: time thank you